<laughs> it is because we're white men. Yeah. No, I'm, just, I, I'm just kidding. We just piss off somebody. That's actually <laughs> I hope that we, Your pronouns are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a weird. That was like the Pee Wee Herman dolphin. Um, I'm sorry, I can't do a good dolphin. My voice can't hit those fucking octaves. Tighter so pants, bro. Tighter pants. Oh. <laughs> that, that was David. Celebration, welcome to the Five and Dive podcast, episode three. I'm here with the host, Daniel Carmine, and the co-host, what up, what up? David Luna. Say yeah. hello. Hello. And our feature guest, comic... Um, I'm not sure what he is, but he's a lot of things, and we're going to find out about him yeah. tonight, is Seer. Yo, what's good? It's Seer. All right, so the next guy coming on stage is my boy, the very funny, the very funny, coming to close out the whole thing, the big shabam, my Uncle Sear. Good shit, Neff. Good shit. So I, what's good, everyone? Thank you for coming out tonight. Um, I rarely do sounds uh, or impressions or anything, so I'm going to start off with impressions tonight. You guys know the movie Men in Black? The original Men in Black. In that movie, there's a character, right, possessed by a cockroach. So he's looking for a dude, right? And he's like, a man came in here earlier. Yeah, a, a dead man. He, he, he had a cat with him. I, I'd like to get the cat back. It, it means a lot to me. I know, I'm terrible. <laughs> you can only do that, that kind of impression if you're ugly as fuck. Uh, here's another one. Uh, we got some car guys in the building. You guys like Subarus? Uh, I'm, uh, I had Subarus in my day, and I love Subarus. Subarus are like the uh, poor man's uh, Porsche. Uh, so, but if you can afford a Subaru, they're, off they're, they're awesome. Awesome cars. So I had two Subarus. I had a black one, and I had a white one. The black one was like... That shit was beast in the street. I was just fucking just beast. Like you would expect from a black Subaru, right? But when I got the white Subaru, it was like... <laughs> sounded awesome, right? But I was more doing white people shit, like messing around with married women. Like playing, <laughs> like playing cornhole. <laughs> I love playing cornhole. I've gotten so good at cornhole because like... I smoke, so I'm always flicking my cigarettes into a container, and like I, people are like, "How is this fucking Mexican so good at this cornhole?" Uh, just the whole name cornhole just sounds fucking funny to me. But I love playing that game, and also p paying less for labor. That's a thing. Like uh, as a, as a light skinned Mexican, like to pay for less for labor. I mean, that really, yeah, that makes me nut. But uh, we're always having the debate, right? Who's got the best weed? Well, you know, with Mexicans, it's always been the joke, right? We got brickweed. So it's like with brickweed, <laughs> we really don't got, no, you know, much competition there. But when it comes to tacos, nobody can say anybody got better tacos than Mexicans. Right? We got the best tacos. And, you know, and I love Dan, Dan Bell. Shout out to Dan Bell. But Dan Bell, with all his, you know, dumb ideas and dumb websites, he never comes up with something really good and useful. Well, I got one for you, Dan Bell. Taco Dan Bell. <laughs> Taco Dan Bell. Think about that shit, right? Like, yeah, okay. So the guys from that, you know, franchise are going to come around, but they can't say shit because that's his name, and he knows how to work around the tax system. So fuck around. Let's get them tacos on Tuesday. Tacos on Monday. 
Yeah! Celebration for tacos! <laughs> oh yeah, put the $3 guac on there! I don't care, I'm rich, bitch! <laughs> uh, no, but it's, it's awesome. You know, uh, I do some side work as a translator. And one of the things that irks me sometimes is how certain things are not literal when it comes to translation. Like, in, in translating, I've heard some, sometimes on, on news, like, oh, we, are, we all got a kid inside of us, right? Well, in Spanish, that don't sound right. Tengo un bebé dentro. It sounds like we're pregnant. Like, what the fuck? Like, it just don't sound right. Like, I, I know what they're trying to convey, right? We're all young at heart and whatnot. But that just, like, we got a baby inside of us? Like, I know the trans community is loving that shit, but nah, me personally, like, having a, no, nah, no, nah, it's just not for me. Um, I had written down that I should have been a ginger. I don't know why I wrote that. I know there's, we, we usually have gingers in the, in the house tonight. We don't have uh, uh, some of them, but somehow I related it to being unsingle. Like, I'm definitely unsingle. It, it, by that means I'm single, right? I, I, I don't go whale fishing. I don't go milf hunting. Uh, I definitely am not into trapping. You know, that's just, that shit's not for me. But my dad, my dad, he's 69 years old, right? That's the magic age, 69. And I think he got a side piece, right? Oh. <laughs> yeah, my cousin's like, yo, damn, what you mean, what you mean man? Your, your mom just died last year. What you mean your dad got a side piece? And it's okay. Like, my dad was married, like, 47 years. So if now he, he got some ribs, let that man play it. Let that man play his shit. I'm not hating. He, you know, he, he gave his time uh, when it came to my mom. So, uh, shout out, yeah. More play, yeah. I ain't hating the game. I ain't hating the play. This is how it goes. Uh, earlier, I was hearing uh, Paula set, and I loved it because she talked about little trash cans. What up, cuz? What's up, cuz? <laughs> For oh, listeners, uh, that's not just like one of those youthful things that people say. David and Sierra are actually cousins. Mm-hmm. Kissing cousins. Uh, not, well, damn. Not, so not, the uh, podcast has started. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I hope not. They only no, like whatever, they whatever, really whatever. If that's what you like. It's all relative. Oh, my God. It's all Dad. relative. Oh, uh, Dan with the puns. Mm-hmm. So I, the, the usual question we always start out with, uh, what got you into comedy? Yeah. Um, I, I definitely got to say my cuz. Yeah. Oh. You know, he started years ago, fault. years ago, uh, <laughs> when I'd be down here cause, uh, I've only been living here in, in this area, Delaware for about six years. Mm-hmm. So, but you know, the last 20 years I've been driving up here from the North and down here, whatever I said. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I would always support him. Yeah. You know, there were times that, you know, we hit different places like Goodfellas or, uh, Milton Theater, um, Rehoboth Ale House. Yes. So yeah, so different times. Uh, you know, he, he'd say, oh, I'd be in town. He'd say, Yo, let's go out. Uh, but I never would go up. You know, I was always in the crowd, and it just wasn't, you know, the time. And last year, he he invited me. He said, Yo, there's this thing going up down in Del Mar. It's cool, you know, with Dan. And I remember Dan from a few years back. I still can't <laughs> put the date on it, but I want to say it's like the. Like six years ago, it was four twenty. Six years was ago, it really? was it actually? Yeah, we were yeah, on a game show. Ago. Could have been like yeah, maybe Wait, five years ago. Game show together? It was we me, David. Stone. Yeah. Did you just Wait, ride you or were you on? The stone as well? You were on it, weren't you? No, no, I rode. I you rode. Just with rode. You. Okay. I remember. Mm-hmm. I remember uh, David saying, "Hey, up, yeah. shout out to weeding out the stones." Sure, yeah, it was a fun night for sure. Weeding out the stone, great show for sure. 
for sure. They uh, might do a, a bit here, uh, two shows a month next year, but we got to get that uh, in for yeah, a little bit. Straight. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. Yeah, yeah, but absolutely. I remember being there, and, and my cousin was like, "Yo, I'll get you in. You just got to hold the camera, you know, pretend like you're taking pictures and recording <laughs> videos." So it was cool. We were back in the green room, and I remember it was a chill vibe that mm-hmm. time. Uh, but yeah, that's the first time you and I met. I remember we were riding in a minivan that you and your boy had, and. Uh, I remember I freaked you out because I, I don't know what I was on, you know, <laughs> during, <laughs> but I remember I freaked you out because I was talking uh, uh, some nonsense, you know, like, this dude's a little weird. Seer and I all in a van. And yeah. Maybe one other person. Uh, yeah, your friend who lived on that. Phil. That's Phil. Phil. Yeah, Everton. Uh, yeah, Phil. Yeah. <laughs> but fun night. Yeah. A lot of Keep memories. Name if he doesn't want to be a lot mentioned. of memories. Some of them I, I might bust out next week at the Dan roast. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. coming. It's coming. Yeah, I'll have to get you. Want to roast me? <laughs> want to roast you? You told us to roast you. What do you yeah, mean? it's coming. I I don't know. I don't know if I will though, because like I've known you the shortest time out of any of the you comics. So it. I mean, I'll, I could, but I don't have enough have material. Go ahead, man. I'm gonna roast you all at the end anyway. No, so. I mean, I'm fine with getting roasted. Like, I, I could throw some stuff out there, but like, mm. I don't know. I don't. I feel like I don't have enough. I'll try something. I'll start work. I'll start workshopping this week. By the time that comes around, like, what's the deadline? What is the day of? If you actually, you got a RSVP DM? I'm not in charge of this. Like, yeah, yeah, no, I, I saw it. Guys, saw just whore me on this date. I think Tom come up with this, and I'm just Tom going along with it with and being a good okay. sport. All right. Tom Sherman. Oh, it wasn't cool. even your idea? No. Why would anybody? Come on, man. Oh, I thought it was your <laughs> Here's idea. Here's this drawer. Thought- Here's my penis. <laughs> Bam! I was gonna Whammy. say, out of all people, why would Dan Bell want us to roast him? Like, I could see Sear being like, "Yeah, fucking roast me, bro." Like, but like Dan, this is gonna be a weird night. Dan might fight one of us. <laughs> well, no, Sears, Sears known him for just a little longer than you have. Well, no, for a bit longer. No, never mind. Yeah, I was gonna say it's been years. So yeah, no, it's well, I've years. known, I've met you know. Dan Bell a year ago on the side of the road, and yeah. he was like, "Hey, man, you from this town?" And I'm like, "No, I'm not." He's like. Well, cool. What are you guys doing? And I was playing Pokemon Go, and he's like, "Oh, that's great." And then we kind of like bonded, and then we went up to his apartment, and he like showed us. Hey, a bunch hey, of stuff. hey, 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 hey! I didn't show you nothing. <laughs> By the way, that's a great NBA, impression. First of all, and that's not how it went. I said, "Hey, are you guys Del Martians?" You're like Del Martians. What the fuck shit. is that? Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> "People from Delmar, Del Martians." Like, oh, I probably did say, "What the fuck is that?" That sounds like. Yeah, me. no, that's exactly <laughs> what. And I was like, "It was just a good icebreaker." I, I didn't, I didn't get your vibes at first. So I'm like, "Is this just a crackhead like just roaming the street?" Easy. That's what I thought. You guys are crackheads. <laughs> oh, crack what are you guys doing? Playing Pokemon Go, bro. Yeah, I met him, all, <laughs> him, our light guy, and uh, crowd heckler, and another gentleman. I, I can't remember who that was this crazy night. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. His, uh, I told him about the club, but it wasn't a thing yet. Oh, no, that guy. Yeah, he lived like a couple streets down. He also sold cars. I don't know. He like he was a weirdo. We just found him. Oh, mm. so you guys weren't weirdos, but he was the weirdo. Uh, I mean, okay. like, kind of, but like, I met a bunch of weirdos. One of them robbed me. Kind of. He didn't really rob me. I gave him some money for some weed, and he never Shit. returned. So that's a Yeah, you got robbed. Yeah, you got yeah. took. I've only gotten beat for weed twice in my life. That was the second time. So, you yeah. know, I got to... I've got I, I bought some shit weed and somebody been like yeah just that fire and you buy it and it's like this right. this ain't <laughs> no this don't even deserve to have fire put to it like, <laughs> like, all right no, I still smoked yeah. it that's the worst but uh mm-hmm. 
Yeah, now nah, uh, I've met a lot of different people doing a lot of different things, and out of everything, playing Pokemon Go, I gotta shout out that fucking wow. game because without that, I would have never met Dan Bell. I would have never like came in here and done stand up for yeah for my first time. How did we get on to meet? Back to yeah, you know what? But here. my sentiment wasn't exactly the same when I first met him because <laughs> after the comedy. We went to the casino, yeah, and mind yeah. you, as mm. a recovering, this is when Dan, Bell you know, probably yeah, too drinking as well. No, and I don't remember him drinking, but me personally, as as a recovering gambler, like mm. that was the worst. This was the first time I was stepping in into casino, probably in like two, three years. Goddamn! Oh. After quick leaving question. it cold turkey. Right. Quick question: How much? Uh, how much was the biggest loss you ever had? Six thousand. Six thousand wow. on a single yeah. bet. Yeah. Ooh. I bet yeah. that fucking hurt. How much ramen did you eat? <laughs> wow, bro. Back like, then, way I, to used rub to work, mm-hmm. I used to work. Uh, Dan, as another gambler. Crazy. Way to rub it in, you. <laughs> what was Like, chill, bro. What's the most she ever won? Let's be positive. No, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. One, no, like one hand. <laughs> one hand? No, and like one outing. One bet. So, oh, well, I was going to say Well, soap. the thing was, like, I, I had to pace myself because i wanted to keep gambling that's right. the thing about money man, you know when you no not necessarily when when your addiction takes over you want to still be in the game so you you try to uh, stretch it out yeah, so penny like slots and like else. um my thing is video roulette mm. like video roulette i started off on that i love that i got hooked and I, you know i got hooked so much that in one year I pretty much lived at the casino. Mm. I would I would work third shift. I'd get out of work at six thirty in the morning. I wouldn't necessarily go shower or get ready or anything. Sometimes you would, but you change your clothes and you go to the casino, do a ten twelve hour bid, and then go back wow. to work. Wow! And, you know, uh, yeah, Sear had a uranium no card. No sleep. <laughs> No sleep, no, no, no. Or you sleep in the car, like in your parking lot at before work, and then, yeah, no. Those were the brutal years because mm-hmm. you just want to keep playing, right? Wow. So, um, and I remember like being something up like twelve thousand mm-hmm. uh, dollars, and then you lose it over a period of time, and then you're trying to make it back. So, uh, you 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 know that year was very expensive, mm-hmm. very expensive year. Mm-hmm. Whew. Dude, that's uh, opening up some wounds. <laughs> no, I appreciate you sharing that. There's a lot of people yeah. out there that are um, at, that suffer with addiction to gambling, and um, mm-hmm. I oh, that I leads do, me on to another question. I do enjoy gambling. Now, don't and, get me wrong; I still play. Like <laughs> <laughs> now, I play, but I, I can you know I can Control. be moderate. Yeah, if it's two, three times a year, that's too much. When was the point that you noticed you had a problem? Uh, when I was down ten. You only notice when you're when you're felted. Really. Yeah, it, it was crazy because real... that got really tiring. You know, like I still had to drive an hour to the casino and the ride back. Like I always have. Oh, the silence. I had made yourself. like I had made a team with my buddy. Like we worked the same shift and stuff. So that's even worse uh, when you have a buddy that's with you. Like yeah. just like in anything, you know, the buddy system works. Uh, but when you both are into that same addiction. Like yo, the ride back when you lose, it's like a whole nother level. Oh, like, hey, like there's level with friends. Like I remember the first time seeing my buddy's dirty bong and that dirty toilet bowl duty water, and I was like, ooh, you know, that was a, just a crazy look. You remember that experience? And he remembers, you know, the first time I showed up. You know, we, as we were going to the casino, as I had puked myself, you know, that night <laughs> earlier in the night, and he's like, yo, what's that smell? Like, ooh. But the look between each other when we're at the roulette table losing, uh, it's just like, 
it's such a miserable look. Mm. You look over your buddy and he's losing and you know you're losing oh. and then you have to ride back that on over expressed a... sad frown that people do. Oh, it's terrible, dude. And then you have to ride back an hour. And then you have to know that you're not going to get paid for 12 days, and now you just mm. pissed away your whole I, check. I, I am the best guy <laughs> ever. This isn't an ego thing. This is true. I'm the best, <laughs> I'm the best guy, guy ever to ride yeah, away from the casino after a tough loss, even if I lost and my buddy lost, because I'll fucking give you like 100 ways you can make like 20x what you lost on the way home. And um, okay. you can always yeah, make more spirit, money. Good True. True. Do you I, listen I, to music on the way back when that happens? <laughs> Country on the way back after a loss. Uh, if you treat it as entertainment, even if you lose, you got something for your money. And then you leave. Yeah, And no. if you have a goal at that time, be like, hey, I'm going to go in with 200. If I lose it, I lose it. And if I get to 400, I leave. If I get to zero, I leave. And say it's entertainment. Chalk it up as entertainment. Yeah. That's a hard thing to do, but it that's is. what I do when I go now. It is. And like I, th- like I said. Yeah, I'll go with like when, 200. I plan on losing that 200, but I plan on like having quote unquote fun. I don't find it fun. I've never found. Okay, let me. I, lo- I gamble, but I shoot dice and play cards. Yeah. Because if I really lose, I can't rob you in the parking lot later. Like the, the, the loss ain't really a loss in that situation. Sure. Sure. You're the softest, hardest guy I know. I'm squishy, but I'll shoot you. I'll <laughs> the bullets will bounce off this. <laughs> I'm built like a lesbian. Uh, to answer Power your question, die. bro, I'm so I'm so Ford tough. I'm so serious. I, I had to throw away another pair of jeans because I wore out the inseam, like where my thighs <laughs> rub together. I'm built like a thick bitch. Like motherfuckers think I'm playing. You're crazy. Like but to answer your question, because like yeah, um, I don't remember what it, specifically, uh, but with me, music has always been a big part of uh, of my life. Like I love music, listening to it. I remember from a young age, like my, you know, I've often make jokes about being the bad uncle, and like. I had a cool uncle. Like he, he rode motorcycles. He had this, you know, pickup truck, like old school that had the mufflers and the, and the rims and everything. And it sounded and it was nice. Like that, that was a cool, you know, bad uncle if you, if you want to call it. Um, but yeah, I was probably you know, no lie, I was probably listening to Drake or something. Yeah, just talking about soft. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, it's it's a rough uh, it's a rough ride back, man. You said music's a big part of your life. Yeah, I think just because of the exposure to it. You know, being Mexican, like, you would assume, oh, okay. I, it, well, not necessarily, because we weren't <laughs> exposed to that. Like, not really. Right. I was born in Mexico, but raised in, in the U.S., so my entire exposure to music came here. Uh, and my dad really wasn't into that entire mariachi uh, thing. Of course, you, we listened to it, but it's not like, oh, that was all that was playing in the house. You know, I remember right, from yeah. from early years, like listening to music like Lionel Richie yeah. and like the the no, Eagles. Some some of just conversations with you. You said uh, it was like the two thousands. You had went to a Tool concert. Yeah, like, you're right. You know I tell you, <laughs> what you know about. Yeah, like, for nah, real. I've had my my yeah my yeah, years of, of metal and cool. like yeah everything. Like I, I listen to everything. Like uh, if you ask me what my what my playlist right now is, there's a lot of. Uh, uh, like EDC music, a lot of electronic. Like I like yeah. electronic. Uh, who gets that? Like a sixteen-year-old birthday party? Like no, no, dude. There's a lot of there's like a lot of white people that are really into that type of music. Yeah. You know, it's like a I genre. Was, I was white people. Um, I was. I had some glow sticks tricks, bro. Like, listen, man. Ask James. What? Listen, bro. 
Listen, listen. No, I got friends that'll bedazzle you. Bedazzle. Like, I don't want. I've to been get in the club. I'm good on that. So there was a, <laughs> there was a time that I used to spend a lot of times in clubs, right? And I remember uh, I had a buddy who was a DJ, and we got invited to this night at the club at the casino. Uh, it was crazy. We weren't in VIP. We, you know, we couldn't mm. spring it. it. It was probably like eight hundred or a thousand dollars for a table that night, and it was and it was crazy like that. There was it was you know Wait, the, where was the, this at? Uh, uh, Foxwoods Casino. In Connecticut. Yeah. Oh, what? In, Cas- in Connecticut. Popping yeah. off in of Connecticut. Great. Like yeah. Time. Oh yeah. You, the, the, you know, brother like, works at one. Yeah. You have a little brother? I have a, yeah two other. Younger, I have three <laughs> other younger, four other younger siblings. What? Yeah. What? Okay, sorry. Back to <laughs> uh, no, back I, to here. This is sorry. news what? to me. <laughs> Make that's the thing. Family just pops up. You don't even know everybody. <laughs> I got other Crazy. siblings. I got step siblings. Got he does. Different he area does. codes, you know. That too. Uh, but yeah, yeah, so you were at this VI trying to get. Yeah, I, I don't know why I brought it up, but right. it was crazy. Like there was a lot of crazy times. With there was a robot that he had neon lights, and, it, and <laughs> oh, he'd, shit. he'd be like, "Yeah, on, yeah." Were it, you on? It's coming on, like. Oh, we was on something for sure, <laughs> yeah. but it was it was crazy. You know? like, but yeah, like club life is is interesting. You can only sustain it for so long, though. I think. Uh, yeah. 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 But it's crazy because by the time you get enough money to actually be able to afford the tables, like you look out of place. Hey, I um, I got a question. <laughs> I got a question. Yeah, go ahead, hit it. What are you most passionate about? You're one of the comics that I know for a while, but I don't know that much about you. So what? Like, if you like, uh, similar to David's question um, on a previous uh, episode. He asked somebody uh, what they would do if they hit the lottery and this, but not. I'm not talking about it. like what would you do tomorrow if you could wake up and do anything and not worry about what you got paid. Very positive question. Yeah, you know, I'm right now. I'm at a stage of life where it's transitional. You know, I always felt that as men, as we got to certain stages in life, for me in particular, I break Time it up in five years. <laughs> yeah, sure, you can go that direction. But like at 25, I started thinking a certain way. At 30, differently. And 40, the same way, right? Uh, and like I, I, I got to be honest, like as a Mexican uh, immigrant, as a baby and growing up in America, like I really had a lot of opportunity. Like I, I sometimes think about these things. Like you really have to... There was a time where you could work hard and hustle and, you know, you'd be able to have things. And at a young age, I was able to enjoy, you know, what relatively I would consider a good life in a lot of different ways. You know, I had a business, you know, by the time I was 21. So I'm probably, you know, I was making crazy amount of money in the late 90s. And, I, you know, I, I had no no overhead. I, I was recently married. So, you know, we traveled a lot. We, you know, enjoyed life. What you would what you would think okay this is ideal and for me the past six seven years i've lived the life that many would just consider ideal because i don't have to worry about getting up to go to work i don't have to worry uh about paying you know debt i don't have to worry about kids or a wife or you know a lot of these crazy things like and yeah there's times when i i catch myself saying man i need a new toy but i know new toys cost money and they and they require you to be dedicated so for me you know, these days it's, you know, I just do me and do me, you know, just involves, yeah, I, I have multiple side hustles. I make money that way. Uh, and then I enjoy it. You know, I believe that there's a time uh, when you're in motion that you have to stay in motion. 
but also too there's there's a time for rest and when you get to that point you have to enjoy it but you can't really stay there too long me right now i guess i'm guilty of staying there too long what what and you what, think what, what would you do I love I love the the dive, but uh, what 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 what, what would you do? Which like I'm trying to find your passion state. Yeah. Like, would you like go skydiving? Would you travel? Would you, <laughs> would you, would you? What would you do? Would you become a professional would, calligrapher? I guess if money was, if you weren't limited in any way, if, yeah, if money wasn't comedy, an option, maybe you could the just jump into whatever. Yeah, I've I've said this before that I would love to have a a smoke bar. You know, I think we're oh, yeah. we're now. We're talking, yeah, we're talking recreation. I I think we're at a stage of available space up here. You (laughs) could split it with Daniel for the green room lounge and studios. I think we're going in that direction because got half the rent. It's sixty dollars a week a piece. (laughs) Dan's always ready to make the deal. Yeah, Yeah. uh, Dan, Dan the deal man. No, but. It's a hundred and twenty dollars a week a piece. Okay, but sure. Mike's gonna sure. take half the space, and David's gonna take half the space, mm-hmm. and I'll take half the space. I'll have my money manager contact you so we can, yeah, oh, fuck take it. We'll care figure of this. It out. Thank you. We'll figure it out. But yeah, my passion, I guess, if, if you're gonna put, you know, say, okay, what's your one thing? Um, definitely uh, cannabis. Like I'm, cannabis. Uh, I'm a yeah, I'm a big supporter of cannabis. Uh, mm. I, I've had yeah, the pleasure. I never thought I'd see the day that we're in now, where it's just legalized and people are just. I see more old people that smoke cannabis than I see young people now. Honestly. What do you consider listen? Old? I'm a late bloomer when it comes uh, to cannabis. Like, I'm, I'm talking like 60s and over. Like when you go by the dispensary, it's mostly area. 60, 70 year olds you see going boomers. In there. Like oh yeah, there's some of the there's some of the larger partakers. Honestly, yeah, you're passionate about cannabis. That's cool. I was um I am. I don't want to like uh defamate myself. Uh I can't believe I still would disclose who cares. Um I lobbied for cannabis in the state of Delaware for a Ooh. number of reasons for a little Ooh, little while when um, Awesome. HP 95? Yeah. House Bill 95. Um yeah. That's it's pretty neat. It's um Yeah, like I I believe that tourism when it comes to cannabis well, is definitely something that you know, we'll There's need to branch up. Tourism, yeah. You know, like. and I believe it because I've uh, I've traveled myself. Like I remember uh, the first time going to California and trying that legal Cali weed, and it was mm-hmm. next level. And I went to Las Vegas, next level, right? And I've smoked other legal, you know, states: uh, Massachusetts, Connecticut, Massachusetts. Uh, New Jersey. Uh, that's probably there. I haven't gone to Colorado. Yeah, yeah. But definitely a lot of California up and down the the, the state. I can't wait. I'm going to see all of them. I'm going to see everything. No, no, not not so much in Florida. Well, now, I don't include the states, obviously, that aren't legal. But yeah, a, a, lot, of, a lot has been covered. <laughs> Let's just say that. A lot has been, has been covered. But, no, I, I have great stories of, you know, just like, you connect with people, the, with comedy, with music, with your art. You know, me, I've been able to connect with with people in in, in cannabis as as a result of one time looking for uh, a, a connect in in a, one of these illegal states. I remember meeting some some dudes at a bar. I say, "Oh, you guys got any anybody that's friendly?" Oh yeah, we're going to another bar. Follow us. And I remember. Uh, at that same bar, it was like a, a honky tonk, and it was the first time I I, I 
I did um like karaoke yes. to to like a car- to like a country song and, 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 and everybody's you know yeah. at the bar drinking and you know throwing darts and it was like really small like probably the size like of this club for yeah. sure uh, nice. and it was so chill like you know I was I was probably too you know a little you know sloshy <laughs> but but so, someone a random person came on on stage <laughs> and helped me finish the song. Okay, I, I got a follow-up question to one of your answers. Sure, but You said, I don't have to worry about shit, basically. Yeah. And uh, yeah. how You're are right. you able to do that? Well, I told you, I have multiple um, side Dreams hustles. of income. Yeah, and, and over the years, it's changed. Um, I pr- I, what I say primarily that I do is I'm a translator when it comes to immigration court and the uh, the asylum process. So I've been doing that for very important, very important job, uh, and it's it's taken me a lot of places. Say that again. Buddy? Is that what sends you on most of your travels? Oh yeah, yeah, oh, okay. it does, it does. So that's um, not just held to one state. You go. Yeah, I, I've been as far as El Paso driving. Oh wow. wow. Yeah, wow. and other states, you know. Wow. So. So you're in. Not an international coyote, because we don't want to indict you. <laughs> no, but no, you're but a coyote of the states. Remember, everything comes down to illegal. exactly if yeah. it falls within, you know, the law. Then so you're you obviously a, um, you are a um, uh, immigration Jason, logistics mm-hmm. coordinator. Exactly. That's exactly. awesome. That's a very important exactly. job. Now, I have a question, actually, yeah. about your job. Is this like, do you help people when they've been caught illegally at that point? Or is it like for marriages or things like that? Do you just well, the way, it, the, the way it works. I know it's kind of fucked up for a lot of, especially in like, not the, not the shit on Mexico, but the education. <laughs> the education in America is shit. The education in Mexico is shit. So, <laughs> it's kind of, you know, it's I mean, like, it's about the same, but yeah. like, I can barely do my taxes, let alone fill out a fuck. I don't even know how there's, to get a passport. There's no class right. on taxes, yeah. bro. It's okay. Yeah. Edu- I mean, education is programming. You know, every every country like, needs do you, citizens. Do you help them once they've already gotten here? Or do you help them so, beforehand? yes. Exactly. Like, it, within the, the realms of what's legal, uh, the the country, right? the the government lets them go free you know because they have to present themselves in the future uh in front of a judge an immigration judge and that's based off where you know they end up staying usually someone will sponsor them um or someone will sign say okay they're going to be living with me uh and then that person starts the process they got to you know go to court they got to find a lawyer you know and and they got to get their stuff in order sometimes uh they got to report to ice and sometimes sometimes they'll put a like a monitoring system on them oh damn yeah so you understand that they don't have a license they don't speak the language so that's where my need my business is you know to help them in that process of getting to point a point b and are you a translator yes yes oh my gosh have you ever thought about um like running crews yeah like in the workforce like yeah because you're a very i think you're a very charismatic and like caring person just from knowing you you. maybe i'm got that way wrong but uh (laughs) (laughs) yeah don't ask my don't ask my ex-wife about that (laughs) jesus bro bro. bro, listen listen, remember now we're we're off remember what i said earlier about how i I like the flow of my life like I sure I can you know get behind something and just be right at it. You want to GC these two buildings here? <laughs> sure. Yeah. All sure. right, dude. I think we could job, we could bro. definitely work something out. Hey, we'll talk I, after this. Right show. now, I got a lot of time. No, I'm not even kidding, bro. Yeah. The immigration no, process neither. you're talking about though yeah. is equal for Canadians as well as like as me- as well as Mexicans. I found and like it's 
I don't know if this is true, but it seems like it's harder for people from the two land masses that are closest to the states versus like if you came from Australia or something. Like it seems like they can somehow like get asylum, not asylum, that's not the right word. Uh, they can get like visas and citizenship so much easier than a lot of other people can. Yeah, what I've, you know, the little bit that I've seen it's it's complex for everyone yeah. everyone has different you know so it's uh, different every time right right i've been in the court and in the court you know they'll handle people from latin america uh like and depending on what the world situation is like yeah over the last year there's been some ukrainians and russians you know but prior to that whatever conflict was going on in the world it would be haiti haiti yeah haiti and haiti those were the haitians like if it's haitians right no or or if it's latin america you know maybe el salvador or venezuela usually your country has to be in like a war or something going on with you know, humanitarian reasons like yeah for you to have a, a better option but and they put you in a cage first right um only if you're a child i'm sorry man it, <laughs> that's that, a deep cut <laughs> yeah like immigration like there's immigration uh prisons as well you know they're different so yeah yeah you you have to end up there probably mm. at some point and yeah, it's it's a lengthy process. It's a very expensive process. You know, like, well, where's the money coming from, and who's you know who's supporting them? But it's still the land of opportunity. It is. That, what do you think? Hold on, I was asking uh, Sear. I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> so, so. it is because we're white men. Yeah, no, I'm just, I, I'm just kidding. We just pissed hey, off somebody. I had sexual identifies <laughs> I hope a dolphin. That, we, your pronouns are. Yeah. <laughs> that was the weird. That was like the Pee Wee Herman dolphin. Um, I'm sorry, I can't do a good dolphin. My voice can't hit those fucking octaves. Never felt Tighter so pants, bro. Tighter pants. Oh, okay, okay, I don't know. That, that was David. No that idea. David. But now I kind of do want to switch. I kind of want to switch gears. Unless you want to yeah, answer this what question. Was it? No, I want to hear that answer. What was the question? Is this the land? Oh, the land of opportunity. opportunity. Yeah. Honey. Yeah. It definitely is. No, like a lot of your clients, they like. Still. It's still uh, um, a place that, uh, regardless of people's acceptance or not, that, that that's like something we work on as a culture, as a community, but um, and a different topic for a different show. Um, but uh, do your clients come here because there's more opportunity and more freedoms? Uh, definitely, definitely, and they they come with a mindset that they have an objective to meet. Uh, usually, it's financially based, so they work hard. Some of them uh, have started their own businesses, uh, their own registered businesses, get uh, homes, get businesses. Yeah. That so, Sear, one of the uh, serious questions. Not even serious, kind of serious. I've been wanting to ask you, and it's a part of your bit. Um, you say you're one of three percent of men that collect alimony. <laughs> for sure. First question. For sure. Yeah. Uh, it's a three-part question, honestly. Oh, hit me. How did you guys meet? What happened in the middle? What does she do that your ass is able to get alimony and even still have stable jobs? How rich? And did, how did you fuck this up so much that now you're? I mean, you didn't really fuck it up because you collect an alimony, but like. Just walk me through this. Just walk me through this. I'm glad you asked me this. No, no, and I, I guess you can say I've been dying to say it because for a long time I was. You don't use any names. No, no, no. I was very reserved about talking for it, uh, about it 
because I, I was like, man, I don't want to do anything to jeopardize losing alimony money, <laughs> right? But yes, that that is correct. That's part of my bit, and and it's true. It's, uh, my ex wife has to pay me now uh, alimony, and it's it's awesome. It's great. <laughs> but it wasn't always the case. Uh, we met young in love. I remember uh, I was still in high school, or she was. So it was like high, high school sweet, <laughs> high school sweethearts, you know. And we ran the whole thing, you know. We we got married young. Mm-hmm. Um, we we were very religious at the time. Uh, so that really, Jehovah's w- yeah. Oh, yeah, you were also a Jehovah's Thank Witness. Thank you for mentioning that, Cuz. Yeah, yeah great. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that was uh, most of David's, uh, David's five and I. We got real into. Oh, the, really, David? Yeah, loved, we found yeah. out things we didn't even know uh, about. Yeah, no, it's religion. it is they interesting. The beans, so if you guys need awesome, <laughs> um, that would be a whole nother uh, subject. Uh, <laughs> one that, yeah, yeah, one that definitely I have to go down uh, that rabbit hole for sure. Uh, but yeah, no, life was uh, was good, and I I accept that's one of the biggest things for me. Accord accountability, mm-hmm. and I accept like you know I wasn't the the best husband at times, you know. But when you're when you're at a certain level in your life, and even like su- success is me- measured in different ways, right? Y- yeah, you could say a millionaire is, is successful, but within your own uh, world, if you want to call it that, mm-hmm. in your niche, like you you can be very successful in and achieving or acquiring what you want. <clears throat> and I had a lot of options that I shouldn't have taken, uh, but I did, you know. And that's just life. But I don't live with that regret. Uh, obviously, it, it took a toll on on the marriage, and yeah, for a long time, like I was always, you know, and she would hate to hear me refer to myself, but I was a, a stay at home husband. Like, yeah, I had part times and I had side hustles, uh, but that was okay because as a team, like one of us or the other didn't have to, you know, constantly be, you know, at it and working, you know, in that sense. Uh, We were, I guess you could say career oriented, like she uh, stuck throughout her entire career that we were married in the same field that has to do with like investing and and banking and as well as retirement plans. So, you know, you stay in that kind of business for a long time. You end up making decent money, and so on the books, the way you know once divorce hit, well, on the books she makes a lot more money than I do. But also too, I had started working, so that didn't help me, right? Because once I had started working, it just looked like we were paired. So that's where like they were looking at the last two years of income, and they're like, "Well, you don't need no alimony check; you can take care of yourself." <laughs> and it's like, okay, but I'm like, I'm not giving up my house, I'm not giving up my dog, you know, I'm not giving up my comfy <laughs> life, you know, and just walking away like, hey, you know, because I think in in it takes two people, like that's that's the complexity of a relationship, like it's got to work. It's got to work. You got to make it work, right? And so we didn't make it work. And so once all all is fair in love and war, when it when it <laughs> went to war, like it was crazy. We went to war. No, it, I really yeah, did because uh, one thing that this, I mentioned that three percent, but it's even crazier that I didn't have a lawyer. I didn't want to spend the money on a lawyer, so I went. I was for the podcast listeners. Dan's just put a yeah, no, no. On he top of his Dan's head. ready for war. He, he looks like straight. <laughs> So I was in the court, you know, library, reading case and law and and doing everything, filling out my own paperwork, showing up randomly when I had when they would request or they would mess up. Was this before you started the immigration work? Yeah. Yeah. This was before the immigration into it in a way, in a way, in a way, because like, I, you know, I able to read the legal jogger and 
Well, I don't get into that depth, but also, to, but more understanding how the you know the maybe works. the courts work. Oh, That's okay. more important, yeah, yeah. I think, in in my field, like understanding. Like, there's a lot of little details that save me time and save mm-hmm. you know my client time, mm-hmm. and like and I, even the judges. It's taxpayer money. For them Sear ain't True. past the bar, but he know a little bit. Yeah, no, I fought. I fought in them courts, man. Like because it it was it was, yeah, it was do or die, right? And I remember the first time we show up to mediation. Yeah, because you represented yourself. Completely. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I mean. No, I I didn't want to spend the money on the lawyer. I represented. Yeah, it'll look yeah. like you had money when you yeah. get the alimony celebration. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> so no, million dollar idea. Trust me, like like to reach the level of which I reach, I had to get really creative. For example. I, I was going to AA meetings because then I could say, you know, in my deposition, hey, I'm going to AA meetings. I'm trying to work at myself because I knew she was going to attack me. Like, I always make the joke that he she... Smoked weed. Yeah, no, no, no. It was even greater than that. I, I look like Pablo Escobar in the whole oh. situation. Like, he's moving weight. He's got guns. He loves gambling. He thinks he's a single man. Like, oh, it, it made me look bad, right? But here I am saying, well, I'm on all these antidepressants. Because I had gone to the doctor and said to give me all these antidepressants, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like you're, you're, you're in therapy, you're in AA. Uh, I don't know what other you know stuff I, I was putting in there, you know, to make me look a certain way. Like I'm broke, I ain't got no money, you know. But in the end, like I was able to walk away with with what I needed, you know, like in and my money. And no debt, right? Because can you say what she does? What is she? she yeah, I said that earlier. Yeah, she works like in, in investing, financial banking, financial planning. Oh, okay. it like was yeah, that, was, that means that means pretty much like say the 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 town of Del Mar they want to get all their employees a specific retirement plan. You know, she comes in oh, okay. and so sets like that up and does the basically with that kind of stuff. Look, all I know is she writes some checks every month and I cash them, and it's great. Uh, <laughs> And that's terrible, right? Because you know, you look at my hands are real soft, man. But I remember, I remember her. But he's got like 15 inch nails right now with like bling on them and everything. (laughs) I gotta get. We need a nail tech. Can we get a nail tech break here? (laughs) (laughs) No, but Rolex or Timex. (laughs) (laughs) It's uh, an Omega Speedmaster. Damn, why are you wearing two Gucci belts? (laughs) (laughs) I might have to beat up later. I got I got a last question for Sear that I'm gonna ask. Hit. Um if I, I'm just trying to keep it moving. Um not trying to rush anything. No, but, we're uh, good. What does comedy do for you and like uh do you recommend it to others? Comedy has been therapy for me. And I remember I said that my previous life I had experience of getting on stage and preparing an outline and all these kind of stuff, right? And with comedy it just became like second your, nature. Your previous life? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like life, you live different stages in life. Like, yeah, like no, I can tell you about a whole things thing. that are like in a video game. There's stages. Yeah, in a video game. There's levels. Like life is I the think same that way. I've, yeah, you've I maintained the same thing, right? That's crazy. I never yeah. called it up, that. But you yeah. do like you kind of molt. <laughs> yeah, no, so, you do you with different walks your... of life and different social I mean, classes and different also, we status. We all our atoms, so we're not even the same human beings we started as. We're just reflections of what that sure. was. Sure, yeah. sure, sure. Want to get technical? Yeah. <laughs> That's why right. I don't fear death anymore. I'm, the, me has died a thousand times, so it right. doesn't matter. Not really. That what does right. comedy mean? To but you? comedy is definitely therapy, and therapy. like I said, getting out. Uh, help me, because I think during the pandemic, we, too much we were uh, isolated. secluded, isolated, right? Yeah. And so yeah. to get out, like 
I, it's great. Like I've never really had issues where my confidence was low. Like I've always confidence has always been high, mm-hmm. high, high. So to actually interact in something that maybe it wasn't necessarily out of my comfort zone, but I had been kind of rusty at it, and I felt like okay, this is a great way. You know, I've made the joke like. I thought I was going to meet some broads out here, but it just turned out to be a sausage fest. Yeah. But we'll, we'll change that. Five <laughs> no. minutes later, two good-looking women came and Yeah. Said, oh, nah, it, it's a joke. It's a joke because I get to choose what I want, right? About If that's the life I wanted to live, like I live my life in reverse. I had that stability and, and family life and stuff, and it was great. But now, like, yo, like I'm, I'm still young. I don't got nothing that holds me back. Like, I really live it up, like, however I want. Fuck yeah. So, yeah, back. Do what I want Love when it. I want. Mm-hmm. I eat microwave taquitos and masturbate all day. Um, any final questions? Any final questions? If you only had uh, a week and a month, I lost the same thing. If you only had a month to live and money was an object because on the same day you won the lottery, and it's not like you're dying slowly of cancer and it's agonizing and you can't enjoy it, you can enjoy whatever you want up until the last, last time. Second. Apparently, David said you're gonna second. die from a rainbow, so yeah, a no, gay no. dude's gonna <laughs> yes. kill you, yes, possibly. What's but it gonna be this time? this time? How's he dying? This time, it's basically uh, like you know, the Grim Reaper shows up and he grabs your hand and then you just fly. Up yeah. to the sky. Have any of you guys ever? Kind. Uh, one, of the, one of my favorite yeah. books. Too kind. You guys ever listened to Discworld or read? I love Discworld. the Discworld. Oh yeah, death's uh, de- depiction in that. Yeah, so he, he just kind of shows up. Dude, the and, question. Bro. You got a month and you got a billion bucks. A billion? Yeah, a billion. Didn't you give Mike less? I know. I just said he won the lottery. I didn't give a uh, number. He could also. Dude, he put a number on Sears. Billion. Yo, in 30 days, I would fucking. I'm, I'm answering for Sears. I would buy a fucking million Teslas or however many I could buy with a billion bucks. I can't even do the math right now on that. And I would just be like, here's a Tesla. Here's a Tesla. Here's a Tesla. Fucking Oprah Teslas. <laughs> Look under your chair. <laughs> no, like, what the fuck really Tesla. would you do? What would you do? What would you do? I got to know. I gotta know. Um, you know what? One of, one of my bucket list things is to see Everest. So I think I would get somehow up to Everest in a in a way that gotta build, it wouldn't kill me. Yeah. It, yeah, helicopter it or have Sherpas carry me. Sear looks like the guy that's frozen up there. Does <laughs> no, and that'd be okay. I'd stay up there, and I at the end of the thirty days, just crash <laughs> oh, up there. Yeah, yeah. I'm blown up there. I'm smoking that Himalayan, you know. Gas or whatever yeah, is available. Add to the trash that's on Mount Everest, though, it's actually a real problem. People need to stop. It is. There. It is. I totally agree. Sons of bitches. Totally agree. There's too many skeletons here. <laughs> you shouldn't walk the trail and be like, "Yeah, it's marked by Dave. He died in, I think that's it was 2010." So like, and fucking Dave is still standing there with like a peace sign on yeah. one hand and a middle <laughs> finger on the other. One way is life. One way is death. It's a you crazy way, decide. but people go there every year knowing that that's to be expected. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. white so. people go there. Sure, all the time. Look, <laughs> listen. Knowing what's to be quote unquote expected? My nationality is Mexican. My ethnicity is Latino, and my race is white. I didn't come up. <laughs> I didn't come up I with the list. That's it. just I didn't choose this. That's just what I got dealt that's with. What the form says celebration. <laughs> I'm super appreciative you share your energy with us week after week when you can get. Oh, here. I love it here, and yes, I recommend it. You know, we've had a lot of. Uh, I think in the last maybe six, seven months, every month there's been at least one new comic that comes. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, through a lot of new. Yeah, so I think well, that's not even great. New to the game, just new to here sometimes. 
Yeah, yeah and, and, they're and showing up. They're showing up. You can yeah. see their confidence level change. They're bringing other people. Like the name is getting out there. Like the vibe here. Like I swear, this place, uh, Mooncat Comedy, is yes. what we're referring to. If you guys don't know, we do. And Dream Big yeah. Venues. Yeah. Venues is the host. Dan Bell. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. It's, Thank uh, you. <laughs> it's uh it's uh it's underground. So it's, yeah. it's, yeah. it's a non profit. Yeah. yeah. But you uh, gotta know somebody to know somebody. Shanghai. For sure. We're gonna we're gonna we'll, we'll we're gonna open to the public. Soon. Marry some rich people in but Vegas. No, uh, getting off uh getting off topic. Um, I uh Get I, can, those I honestly think this place is like a it's a comic boot camp. So if if David hits you with the mag light. You what the fuck? Why no, is he going to hit put me? Put the with helmet on. <laughs> hit him with the mag light. 86 to bullshit. At least, at least it's not a flashlight. All right, oh, everybody. Camp everybody in here. Oh, I was just Before wrong. we leave, and that includes the two semi-audience members we have. We're all, we all got to do 20 push-ups. Oh, Lord. 20 push-ups? I have to pee right boot now. Boot camp. Yo, Daniel's got 20 push-ups. We don't have the bathroom on Tuesdays. They only negotiated Mondays. Oh, yeah, shit. I got a job. Yeah, I got oh, a condition. Okay. Uh, I got a condition. I can't, can't do get that. get me a urinal cake? <laughs> um, urinal for what, cake. eating? Huh? Okay, moving on. <laughs> so, um, Seer, where can the people yeah. find you? Um, so I'm really low-key when it comes to uh, social Socials. media. Uh, but you'll find me uh, connected here to one of the other uh, fine comics and, and such. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Low-key. Low-key. Maybe we'll come out, uh, you know. Right. We'll have you on again. Maybe, For sure. Maybe you'll put something up like later yeah. on. Sure. You know, sure. next time he's on the show, I think he's going to plug his uh, cannabis lounge because I'm going to help him open it. Thank if you. If you want a, a partner, this, whether man. silent or Let's talkative. Let's do this. Let's brainstorm. Nah, but as always, thank you for listening to the Five and Dive podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the Five and Dive podcast. That's T H E the Five and Dive podcast spelled out. This has been uh, one of your hosts, Daniel. Thank you and goodbye. Goodbye.